Judeo-Christian tradition to like really suppress sex sexuality as not being part of human nature because our jobs are to to conquer that. It's right. particularly put on women. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. 100%. And you guys hold the jewels of purity and you need to guard them from all these freaking hyenas that are men. <laughs> yeah. And so And we're coming we're coming to storm your freaking jewels and you better not let us in. Right. But to, but to your point, Lynn, if we just acknowledge that that's just part of what it is to be human. If you were to put it in that metaphor, right? We have jewels. Right. We have jewels. We have them in these cases. Like when you go to England and you go do the tour of like the royal jewels or whatever. Right. Like everyone wants to see them. Like why is like, oh, that's, you know, that's that's like it's it doesn't question anyone. Nobody questions that why everybody wants to go see the jewels. But it's like, yet you put that same metaphor to us and that we have the jewels like why do they need to be tucked away in the trunk underneath the ground 10 feet under? Really where they are is in the strip club and you can pay to see the jewels. <laughs> <laughs> because that is where we have hidden them and you can go see the jewels. You just you have just to pay a lot of money and keep rain. it back there. You gotta make it rain. <laughs> Coming all the way from Minneapolis to Washington, D.C. We now bring you Enter the Freud. Warning. This is for entertainment purposes only. It is no way medical advice. Listen at your own risk. What happened was I read this thing and it's, <clears throat> I was talking about sexualization and how women, I mean, right now, especially with like this movement of women empowerment and women really becoming their own. And, you know, especially now in this generation, modern, you know, modern where women have a little bit more say, the oppression towards women is not as severe, um, but there was this thing online where this per- this woman posted about sexualization and how being sexual is constantly being sexualized. And then it was just, it frustrated me in a, in a way because for me, my opinion is that you can never let go of sexualization because we're animals and especially for men. I mean, for women, I think I can look at any woman, any man and not really sexualize my interaction with that person mm-hmm. until it goes into that level or that thinking. Whereas a man typically looks at something and it's kind of the first instinct, right? Yeah. But then it becomes a thing. It's like the first instinct, but then deeper you go, it either goes further if if it's reciprocated or it doesn't. Right. And so it's just, I don't know. I have like, slight frustrations with women towards them owning their sexuality and their them kind of putting a lot of blame because of previous years, previous generations of us being oppressed and being, you know, without a voice, without, you know, being sexual, being victimized, especially sexually. Um, but, but like now, because think times have changed and, you know, especially with technology, right? Technology has helped us. Like you can't, there's not a lot of things that people can get away with anymore. Yeah. Um, and what was the perspective you were hearing or reading that was frustrating you? Um, that, I mean, I mean, so it was just about like, um, it said, you know, this idea that women are unable to express their sexuality without being sexualized. Like, so it's like the sexualization happens and therefore it conditions women to either 
suppress their own sexuality, mm-hmm. which is impossible because we're human beings, right? Yeah. Um, but it feels, so then it, like they feel that they have to oppress it, which then in turn, it's just like a vicious cycle for women in their minds. That because they, the, this person's perspective was that when a woman is sexualized, that's a bad thing because she's being objectified. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the piece was kind of criticizing how women just get turned into sexual objects so quickly and easily. Right, right. Was well, also a part of that that they don't have agency then? Uh, I mean, because that's part of the thing, the confusion, the confusion that I have is like, so by by whatever nature a guy sees you as sexual and it becomes a sexualized interaction, does that take your ability to control that situation or either own your part in it mm-hmm. or shut I, it down? Right. Or, I mean, or, I think I mean, obviously, I mean, for some women, it does because they're incapable of assessing the situation or being able to really put up boundaries, right? Because for women, in my opinion, for women, it's very, so tied, right? Like we as women, we go out and we're looking for these interactions with men to have an emotional connection, to have a, uh, you know, something beyond sex, right? Um, whereas these first interactions always seem to be kind of that. Um, but then I mean, my opinion also is that because we as women are looking for these more in-depth things, we give up sex because we think that that's the way to get to here. Where it's just like it creates this vicious cycle of misunderstandings between the men and women because men obviously want it because that's within their nature. Um, Whereas I think that women sometimes fail to understand that it's just within their nature because uh, I mean like biologically it's just within men's nature right to want to do that initially as an initial thing so question do you think that then women just so I'm clear that women will shut down the sexual part because they're trying to move men in a different direction or do you think that they're going to use the sex to get the men it seems like some women do either one either one Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm but my my frustration is this belief for women out there that they have to not be themselves sexually because it gets attention oh, one way or the other. Yeah, okay. You think there's a message from women to women like, hey, you can't like flaunt your sexual peacock feathers. Oh, absolutely. Because otherwise men will just objectify you and then you're just perpetuating like a anti-feminist thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that's kind of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's... Uh, mm. well, there's also part of that that women tell each other, if you do that, they're not going to like you and that you've already cut yourself off from a deeper relationship. That's like a general mm. guy. If you give... It's like that old thing. If you give a guy the milk... She doesn't have to buy the cow kind of situation. <laughs> so, like, don't be too sexual. Don't give it to him. You know, make him, like, make him wait, you know. Because otherwise, that's the end of anything else you thought was going to be in that relationship. So now you just have to choose the sex part and just be that mm-hmm. what it may or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's a judgment behind that, definitely, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. other women. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I will. That's also the frustration is that I believe that a lot of women have perpetuated this oppressing of ourselves because of that you know there are going to be some women 
who are more sexually, like more sexually active, right? More have more sexual energy. So if you think about like energy in the sense, right, we all have vessels. Some, some people's vessels are this big their sexual vessels this big and that's the capacity that they can withstand other people's vessels this big right so it's just a matter of how much they can do or do not do but i think that women because especially previously in society right um like sex was such a vulnerability and it became such a thing where you know um almost like an advantage, right? Like these women that had more sexual energy had an advantage over other women when, when it's not necessarily like that. It's not a competition between me and her. It's not a competition at all, right? It's just a combat compatibility. Um, so my frustration is just this women that have this point of view that being themselves as a sexual being is automatically being sexualized by men and that they don't like it. And it's just my, like, it's my opinion. It's just like, it's going to happen no matter what. I think the change is going to happen when we accept it as women. Like, Except hey, what? Ex- that, men, that men just will sexualize you. Absolutely. Right. And big deal. Big deal. Exactly. Big deal. I think because like, uh, so we were talking about there's, there comes this point where there's a line, right? This boundary. And like, obviously women, as bio- biology has it, it's like you guys are bigger, you're stronger, you're faster, right? You can overpower us, right? So so when it comes in the sexual realm, rape is definitely an issue, right? Because rape is a very possibility for us. That's why we feel vulnerable. That's why we feel scared. Um, but like my opinion is, is like that kind of violence or that kind of aggression really comes from the misunderstanding and not accepting this sexual frontness that men automatically have that they don't, it's not so much that they can't control it, but it's just, it's an animalistic instinct. The scene that is coming to mind is that a woman can't just like do her thing it's like it's not okay for a woman just to do whatever the hell a woman wants to do because of all these two social pressures. The one social pressure is the male sexualized gaze, mm-hmm. and then the feminist judgment that women shouldn't sort of perpetuate that thing. So those two judgments mm-hmm. right, is the scene, mm-hmm. and now that makes just like the individual woman can't just like do whatever the fuck she wants because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's got to like deal with the male gaze and deal with the feminist judgment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like oh it sort of seems like what the modern liberation america is a free country thing is like a woman she could do whatever the fuck she wants mm-hmm. you know this is making me think of like a college party when like a girl goes to a frat party and she wants to like blow a dude whatever <laughs> and, but the thing is you want to do it you're having fun but your your thought process is like, okay, well, I'm going to do this with a guy. And it may or may not be that you're worried that that guy is going to go tell the other guys, but that might not even be the problem. The problem might actually be that that guy will tell people and then your girlfriends will find out. And then you'll be the whore, uh-huh. the person. So now you have, you're incentivized to be like, I, well, well, I didn't really, I was drunk. And you start qualifying your behavior as opposed to just being like, 
No, I really just wanted to go blow that dude at that party that night. <laughs> well, but that's exactly it, yeah. right? There's only so, there's like far and few between women who are able and willing to do that to say, fuck you to all the women that's like judging me, like whatever. I'm a sexual being and I'm going to be a sexual being. And the fact that I'm willing and accepting to get, have sexual activity happen, like, like whatever. Totally. Um, and then the same on the other end. It's just, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of judgment also that a sexual gaze from a man is like a negative thing. Whereas it's like, so I was thinking about it in the, when I was taking a shower and it's like what, what to do about it. Like why I was saying accepting it, like accepting that the man does that. Right. Like I've, from my experience, like I'm a very attractive woman. I know that. Right. And so when I go out to the bar and I have these incidences with these men or whatever, I've never experienced a violent incident for whatever reason that may be, whether it be that I've never encountered someone that's been like on that edge or that I've never perpetuated something for them to go that way. Right. But I think the latter more than, more than the former would be that I just accept it. Like, okay, I accept that you're sexualizing me, but that that's you. This is me sort of thing. Um, and so it's just, I don't know. There, I, I, like, I feel like, I feel like when women get into trouble with that is when they have judgments towards the man for that initial thing that happens. It's like they look at them, they look at them with disgust, they look at them with repulsion, they look yep. at them, they, ha- or they have some sort of reaction, right? Instead of just accepting it for what it is. Yeah. Um, and let me kind of like try to put myself in the shoes of the women that are judgmental of that to try to represent that thing okay so their perspective I think is that when a man does that if I'm if I go out and I see you out and I'm like ooh damn she's hot I want to get some of that the idea is that I'm turning you into an object. Mm-hmm. I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to use you for my purposes. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like the man treating the woman as an object. And then and then the judgment could be if somehow you perpetuate or feed into that, mm-hmm. you're like perpetuating this patriarchal objectification of woman system think that's generally the maybe, yeah I don't know. that's no that's right okay. i actually heard it articulated that way in that way the women who support patriarchy and right it is being kind of enemy of women who yep. are trying to yeah undo yep. that whereas mm-hmm. this different perspective that you guys are kind of presenting is if i'm a guy i go to the bar i see you and i'm like oh wow she's hot i want to hit that mm-hmm. and you basically are like you pretty much just ignore me and you keep doing whatever the fuck you want to do mm-hmm. like that's you have a right to do that mm-hmm. we're in america free country a woman is equal to man and you get to do whatever the hell you want and if you enjoy my gaze cool if you want to ignore it cool if you want to tell me to go fuck myself cool right, or if but, you want to blow but, me cool like it's all good <laughs> right well that's the thing it's like i i feel like i feel like the misunderstanding is like this lack of compassion like lack of compassion from other women to just understand I mean, sex is there no matter what, right? Like, we're just, we're, we're on a, on a base level. We're animals. We, we're going to do it. When it gets into like higher levels, it's like we actually enjoy it on a conscious level, right? Um, but 
I feel like there's just such a lack of compassion when it comes to understanding. Like I like, so if a woman were to tell you to fuck off when giving her that gaze, it's, that is actually going to perpetuate violence in the long run, right? Because eventually if enough women tell you to fuck off, your, 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 your tolerance of that is going to eventually end, right? You'll eventually snap and then you'll eventually do something that to another woman, right? So it's like, for me, for me, I think that women sometimes lack compassion for men in that in that sexual realm to just be like okay yeah you think i'm hot sure okay thank you we haven't given men the road map for that though while cutting off one by saying no i should totally get to say fuck you like don't fucking talk to me go jump off a bridge we haven't given them a road map other than coming with a like signed document being like excuse me ma'am um, I would like to have sex with you. Would you like to have sex with me? You know what I mean? Like, could we get written consent here? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what's happening. But we haven't given men a path for that. Like, how do you actually... Because sex is part of our culture. It always will be. It's part of everyone's. That's how we get new people. Um, but if we're going to, like... If we're going to be cutting off avenues, like, you can't hit on me. Now you got to do something else. Well, what's the appropriate way to do that? Do you sit down next to me at lunch and very non-sexually say hello ma'am may i get to know you, you know what i mean like what's <laughs> but what's that the rule? But exactly but exactly. even that could get you a fuck off i mean these days because if i talk to like my daughter she'll be like no we should just you know they're all toxic we should say fuck you yeah like, but wouldn't you <laughs> what, what, wouldn't you say that then those women are not owning their own sexuality oh yeah but it's because they don't know they don't have the ability to understand that being a sexual woman is okay and that like when we go out Let's use us, for example. Mm-hmm. We go out, guys hit on us all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've told anyone to fuck off, but I haven't fucked any of them either, right? Like, <laughs> we're just kind of friendly and nice and we're like, oh, well, you know. Well, and that, but that's where I also think that that's a muddled line, a gray line, yeah. right? Because so there, especially now in the society, like we as women, there has been this culture, like norm that women go out and men pay for everything. Men buy us dinner, men buy like us drinks, men take, men pick us up, take us home. They do everything, right? That's, that's a lot of money spent. Like money, like, yeah, money is money. But at the end of the day, you're working hard. You're earning that money. And for you to spend it in such a way without the woman really giving some sort of, you know, having some sort of give back to you eventually is going to take its toll. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's, that there's the gray line. I think. My opinion is women in general, there needs to be like for us as a gender, we need to be better at understanding what it is. the. F- Can we curse? Yes. Yes. What it is the fuck we want. Yeah. Like, I think that's just the bottom line. Men know what they want. Yeah. I think women know what, that they want both those things. They just. I what think, things? I think women know they. Well, I think women want sex. And I, think no, they no, want no, I know women want sex, but women, women have the tendency to muddle sex with emotion oh well yes right like it it can be two different things right sex can be just sex and emotions can be just emotions you mean in any given interaction though like so like if i meet somebody i need to think about like well well, but we also take for granted we also i feel like uh, us as women also take for granted the emotion like so we have this we also have this culture norm that women are complex men are simple right and that women are complex because we have these these this variety of emotions that we go through and that we have to sift through and that men have to try to understand where we in turn don't 
give that same thing to men. Men are also emotional creatures. And when they go to the bar and they invest their money, their time, their whatever into trying to woo another woman and she's playing along and then at the end of the day she has no intention of doing anything, that's an an emotional baggage that you're giving to the man. Totally. Part of me is like, well, that's part of the game. But also, but also, but men have have a part in perpetuating that too because if you are, you're on like YouTube or whatever, what do men say? We're simple. Like they help perpetuate that God perception. Man. Because yeah. men are in denial yeah. of their complexity because it's a vulnerable emotional thing that men want to deny. Right. And if that was true, I think at least from my perspective, if I was one, I could just assume that, which would, you know, be great. But in lieu of that, it'd be, well, it, you but know, you have, have to assume that because they're human beings, like regardless of them being male or female, they're human beings and human beings come with, emotion come with intelligence whatever level of intelligence that may be come with physical ability right that's just that's just like the bargain you come with as being a human being right so i think i can totally understand that and i think that's true but i think that a lot of people in or in in order to simplify interactions like drop down out of that and it becomes especially when it comes to going out it becomes a just calculus of you know for speaking honestly, it would be like a lot of women go out just to fill up their um, self-esteem oh, yeah. bucket. <laughs> They're not really in it to like go. Think, you know what I mean? But, so, but is that not perpetuating the cycle for men? Because men go out with the intention of finding someone. I mean, and it, yeah, that's the goal. And yeah. but you kind of know in the back of your head, you're probably just going to get frustrated and like, go home kind of angry or go to the strip club instead because like that's where you have to go i think part of it though i think for me the thing that i'm having a hard time with is the venue right because it's different if you're thinking about whether or not you're going out to the club and like thinking i'm gonna meet a girl this is gonna be like an emotional thing and i'm not saying it's not because everyone is is an emotional person and has you know, leaves the club with some sense of how that night went or how they feel about themselves relative to the interactions that took place. And so I definitely think you have to be cognizant of what you were saying earlier, of how people are going to feel leaving any interaction with you or, you know, because that's really all you can control is your own person. But the other part is to understand where you are, right? Is this the venue in which that's most likely to happen? Do I want it to be that place? And I don't know that a lot of people, including men, have done that. Like, think about that. Yeah, but I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, as a woman, if a guy were to approach you at a coffee at a coffee shop, right? Like, and you're in your own space. I mean, like, like the reason why we go out to the bar, the reason why we go out to the club is to fucking find somebody. Is to fucking get with somebody that we find attractive, either physically or hopefully physically and intellectually hopefully physically intellectually and emotionally right i mean like you don't go to the cup fucking coffee shop to fucking find somebody i don't know i'm 40 and so especially- i don't know my thought <laughs> honestly like i don't go to the club i mean go, i don't go to the club anymore thinking that i'm gonna find mystery right i just happen to have well, what were you doing back when you're going to the club five days a week when you were 22 but no I'm, that's what i'm saying between the ages of 22 and 42 like my my rationales have changed a little bit. Like when I was 22, I mostly just wanted attention and like, I don't know, probably to like take a dude home. I don't think I was thinking about it that far. And yet out of the bars and the clubs, women get tons of attention and men don't. We give attention 
and then get rejection most of the time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of this one way. We're gonna go out, give you tons of attention, you're gonna soak it all up, buy you some drinks, and then ultimately you'll reject us and then we'll like be like, <laughs> let's go to the strip club. <laughs> Louis C.K. has a joke about that when he talks about like the most dangerous people are like men at like two o'clock in the morning like in a group after the club when they've been like rejected <laughs> like, stay away from them they're very dangerous yes. you may get murdered well but that's but i mean but that's ultimately my point right like i feel like if more women would get into these interactions with men knowing what they want i just want to fuck you or i want to get to know you I would like to have a relationship with you. I, whatever, right? But like you have to give men permission to say that because right now, again, that would be like, and, and for women too. No, they no, no. Have, women need to say that. Oh, we should we, say that. Yes. Oh. Yes, absolutely. Why the fuck Me should too. they be? Why, why should the, why should they be the only ones that has to put that kind of boundary? And then we're like, oh, like it just, that just perpetuates the idea that women are fucking fickle. Women are fickle. I mean, <laughs> I mean, some of them really are. <laughs> well, part of the fickleness is that there's this um, like slut shaming cultural vibe out there, and that if you just like do what um, Victoria's saying, which is like, "Hey, I want to fuck," like there's a, like a slut shaming peanut gallery that like is looking over your shoulder and is going to tell you you're a horrible person for doing that. So women have to contend with that. Yeah, I mean, right. And that's ultimately, at the end of the day, I think that that, that break is going to come when women are, like, break the posse. Right? That, that kind of slut-shaming really comes from these groups of women that all, like, kind of congregate together in order to save face, in order to be able to go, you know, one of them goes out and they, like, yeah, test the waters, test this, whatever, and then it doesn't work out until they come back to the little group and they're safe again. It's all about safety. I mean, like, ultimately, the whole sex thing is about safetyness, right? About being safe, about vulnerability and how much your vulnerability is safe. Men, like, we, I, like, I don't think women give enough credit to men that in those kind of situations, they are the ones being more vulnerable than us. Oh, yeah. Because they're the ones putting themselves out there they're the ones you know being like okay i know that she probably has an idea that i probably want to fuck her which i definitely do but you know at the same time like she seems kind of interesting too you know like i yeah i now it's lost again. i feel like i'd go to the bar and be like okay you're hot let's talk for five minutes and see what your relative like my interest in you is gonna be and then i should be like you know what? That last five minutes wasn't so great. I'm going to have to walk away. Um, it was nice meeting you, sir. Good luck. <laughs> or you've passed my bar. You don't seem like a complete fucking moron. Next level. Like, you know what I mean? Because that's really what you're doing anyways. You're just trying to like buy a little time to get to know if that person's a complete fucking moron. And, the, you know, or if you and which relates to whether or not you want to have sex with them. Right. Because. I mean, who I mean, wants to have sex with a moron? I have had sex with several morons. <laughs> <laughs> but that just depends on what I want to do that day. <laughs> I mean, but right. And you have every right to just be like, I just want to fuck. Right. And then the guy's got to be like, usually they're like, sweet. You're like, 
lose my number tomorrow. Okay, don't don't text, don't text. Don't. But part of what needs to happen is our culture needs to like grant women the right to just want to fuck. Because right now in our culture, it's sort of like women shouldn't do that. I think we're definitely stepping out of that. I think that it was more. I think that it was definitely more prominent like mm, like five years ago. I don't think that it's as much. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's interesting, you know, at the more the older you get. Right. The like the then the levels of uh, people you interact with change, obviously. Right. And so then obviously people who get older and are actually dealing with life, like their values change. Right. So like I feel like at 30, I don't feel like my 30 year old girlfriends are really worried about that. Like if anything, all of us are sluts and we all celebrate that we're sluts. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like we're like, fuck yeah. But that yeah. seems like a really new thing. Oh, absolutely. Dude, that's exactly still a pretty what small percentage. Oh, 100%. 100%. But didn't we talk about this, though? You and I did when we were talking about feminism and the schism there. You know, when we're talking about, like, 1960s, 70s. Well, there was a while there where that whole sexual freedom was a <clears throat> was pretty well established. There, yeah, kind of like some point in the 70s, it, there was talk like that. But I still think, like, going out... On a Saturday night, and be like, I'm gonna go find some dude and fuck him. It seems like there's a it's a small percentage of our culture that is like, yeah, that's totally cool. I think people are pretty uptight and judgmental about that. Mm-hmm. I do think your circle thing is interesting though, because I think there are different circles, right? And marry the other two, the other circles shall meet, right? Like there's those kind of girls that live in the. I'm going to, you know, get a husband in a two-car garage and we're going to have a baby and we're going to take our Saturday lunch in pictures. I know. So, <laughs> that's what I think, right? Like, God, kill, kill me. Um, but then there's other circles. Like, my particular group of friends in college, we were not like that. I mean, they're married now, but we never went through that phase. We just went through the, okay, so the rules are when we go out um, – you're my girl and you mind your own business. So whatever I do, like, it's not what you're not involved. And I may ask your opinion about like long-term stuff, but definitely not telling me who to go home with or not go home with and do whatever you want, lady. You know, that but, was kind of our thing. But your circle, which didn't you say is relatively small compared oh. to those other circles? Yeah. 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 I mean, and those are the circles of the majority. Those are the circles that are the ones that run this this culture, this norm of like what should or should not be. Totally. That's what I think. Yeah. I think it's still a huge percentage that has a, a unwritten slut shaming pervasive vibe. Well, yeah. I mean, you talk to any anybody that's like it's what's interesting is. I don't want to say this because it sounds bad. Like when I talk to like my daughter who's 19 and she's like super liberal, like they have this weird thing about whether or not it's okay, whether or not it's okay to be sexual or do it because you want to, or if it's inherently because you're trying to get attention and then that fills up your emotional cup. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and we got into a weird little argument about it because I was like, well, why can't you just be, who cares if maybe you like that? Maybe you like that. That's how you get your, you know, your feel good or whatever, like that you like that attention. What's so wrong with it? Yeah. That? I mean, I think that that is for women. Yeah. I think that is like a double edged sword. I think that works for men. I don't think it works for men, women because of, of the way that sex happens, right? Men 
penetrate women. So they're going into this thing. So they're not, they're never really like, they're the, for a woman, it's allowing, it's accepting, it's bringing in. So as much as it like in the moment or even moments after it's fleeting because at the end of the day, you're being invaded, your whole thing, your aura, your essence, your, your body, obviously is being invaded. And so as much as a woman will try to say that being sexual is going to fulfill her emotional cup, it really isn't. I wouldn't say I would think that, but I'm just saying what I didn't like about it was the, like the demonization of anybody who does it. Cause you know, that's also assuming that people don't evolve. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I might be that person today, but tomorrow I, it should be perfectly acceptable for me to be like, oh, I'm not that person. That was yesterday, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and now I don't feel that. But I'm not going to go around saying you're a horrible person because you shouldn't like, you know, that's not where you should get that. I mean, I might not agree with it, but I'm not going to tell you that. Right, right, right. But you a know? lot of people are telling them people, women that. Because I think life is about experiencing things and learning from your how you receive things. If you don't like it, then do something different or figure out different ways to. Yeah. But how many women actually do that? Right. Like think about, think about women in the sense of like, okay, a woman goes out and she goes to the bar and she f- gets flirted with and she finds someone that she's relatively attracted to. She goes home with them. They fuck. They, he leaves the next day. She's like, Oh, I think I kind of like him. He, she waits for his call. He doesn't call. He doesn't call. He doesn't call. And then she goes out and she does the same thing again. Mm-hmm. And then it's just over and over and But that's over. because her expectation is wrong, though, right? Like, because if I if that girl had said, well, my expectation is I'm going to go fuck that guy because it's fun and I like it for the day. Where she went wrong is changing the expectation for the next day, like that he's going to come back because you didn't set that expectation in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, and so now you're going to go do it again. But if you keep if you got to learn the lesson, man, if you don't set that expectation that, oh, I actually do want to see you tomorrow. You know, then you got to start with that from the beginning and not do it the other way around. Right. Oh, isn't that what I said, though, about yeah. going into it, telling what do we want? So, well, yeah. You did what say, do we yeah. want? Like, what do we want? I think I, I just think that women in general have a hard time with that. Like, what do we want? It's like that's too, it's the notebook movie. Yeah. Like, what's his face? What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Well, I, I don't care what he wants. What do you want? Yeah, <laughs> yeah And that should that. be a feminist thing. It's like the women should anchor, know, anchor in what they want, go out with what they want, say what they want, do it, and then they can get it. And mm-hmm. if it's just sex, then it's just sex. And then don't try to switch the next day. But if it's connection, then start connecting with the dude right there at the bar and see if he's capable of emotional connection in the first three sentences, you can tell. Right, and I think, but to your point though, women aren't having the right conversation. They're talking with the wrong people about the wrong things because most women, and I think there's true, I think it's true that a lot of women don't think it's okay to just go fuck a dude for lots of reasons, not the least of which is, of course, what the tribe is gonna think about you. And so it gets, then you're, then you have a situation in which they're almost always trying to swing a relationship, but doing it the wrong way. Right. It's like, cause they're trying to swing. If I get your, if I like throw out my casting line and grab a dick and I get him to fuck me now, now he's somehow in my thing. And that's a bad formula. Yeah. But so (laughs) many people use it. Yeah. People basically just need to get educated that that's a bad formula. Right. Because that then just, perpetuates this like it actually oppresses you guys in a way right because it's like oh 
<laughs> like I'm gonna, see, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna catch you. Right. When it's like that's not how you fucking. No, it's not <laughs> how you fucking do it. <laughs> like what? No, but I I I also think that there's also a movement right now with women wanting to not give up so much because like sexual energy is a big thing right now, right? Like sexual energy of like um, giving, right? Like giving sexual energy and having that. So like, I think there are right now, especially there's a movement in the sense of like, there are women who are not the old school, like, Oh, you're such a slut for, for wanting to have sex. There's actually women who like, Hey, like don't give it up so easily because it's sacred. Oh yeah. 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 Which I actually do believe, like yeah. I like one hundred percent, like you, like we, like my belief is that we are portals to the divine, right? We 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 can carry life. We have this, this we have this, you know, portal or whatever you want to call it, right? That men don't have. Bottom yeah. line, right? Like they don't have it. Therefore, it's like being able, like opening that up and ex- and willing to accept a man into that place can be sacred and therefore you know wanting to just fuck is fine like because i mean it is we we have these urges we have these instincts but at the end of the day like women hold that kind of sacred power in the sense of like hey like I have this that you are wanting and it's within my power to say yes or no. But I think that the compassion and the understanding is how to say no, how to say yes. Yeah, totally. Like to say yes in such a way where it's like, I just want sex. I want connection. I want yeah. this to be something deeper than just a one night stand. Right. Or the other way saying no, like, Hey, like I'm just not feeling it. I'm not into you. I, I don't think that it would be a good idea in, to, to cross those boundaries. You should say, this is sacred and I'm trying to p- keep the energy such that your, your, your aura is not going to like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She'd be like, you think you can come in this sacred portal mode? You are not up to the fucking sacredness of this portal. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> It'd be really hard for a guy to be like, oh, okay. If you said something like that, there's no comeback. You just gotta should be like, we, we should try. We should. <laughs> They'd run the other way. It'd be so, it would save so much like time and energy. And then they would be like, oh no, my energy just wasn't matching her. Energy. And if you're wanting to do the sacred thing, you should scare those fucking losers away. Exactly. No, which is, which again, it's like, it's, it's such a sad, like, it's such a sad cycle that sometimes women fall into. Right. In the sense of like, they forget that about themselves. Right. And then they go into these situations and then they're unsure of what it is that they really want. And therefore they give it up because they think they're going to be able to get something else where it's just like, it's just. But I think the, the nexus of what you're saying, though, is just knowing what you want when you walk out the door. I mean, that's the end of that. You know, if you know what that is and that's your intention, then you have a much better sense of yourself. And we don't raise we don't raise kids, boys or girls to really do that. Right. So how do you raise? Well, if we just start with girls, how do you raise girls to end up doing what you guys are talking about? I don't know, because I have a kid and I have to say for all the conversations we've had, I'm losing to the Internet and (laughs) I'm losing the YouTube and whatever it is. (laughs) because I mean she's my daughter's like a super lefty like in a a way that it's almost like you can't really say much about because 
it's not even inherently problematic. Let me just say that. Because some of the things she says are actually really good about, you know, owning, being secure in yourself and not being, you know, pulled along by guys or whatever. But the pro- the part that I don't quite understand is the demonization of men in that. It's like you can have, it can be both ways, right? It can't, it's not a, you know, either or it doesn't have to be a dichotomy of like women good, men bad, you know, but that's kind of the space she's in. So it's like, well, how do you have that conversation when you've already relegated one half of the equation to being a horrible, right. you know, how do you own yourself, but n- not see the other person as an enemy that you need to like be an I epic mean, battle against to like figure out who's will good prevail. And then he'll come and he'll be a good person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for young girls, right? Because so I teach tennis and I teach a lot of young kids. I mean, like I, my, my, my wheelhouse is four to 12. Like I'm really good with kids. Um, and I would say with the young girls that I teach, um, when it comes to tennis, the assertiveness, like what I'm trying to teach them is an unapologetic just sense and then compassion for when things don't go with how they thought they would. Right. Because I mean, the reality is, is we're human beings. We're going to fuck up. Like, I mean, that's just it. Right. So it's how do we come back from fucking up and then reasserting ourselves in such a way that actually matters. Um, so I think for like young girls, I mean, in order uh, you're asking, like, how do we teach young girls to be that way? Right. And I think, the, the way we're talking about is we're yeah. talking about what women need to do is go out into the world anchored in what they want, whatever it is, whether it's just sex or whether it's a sacred connection, mm-hmm. confident in that and kind of go out to the world like asking for that and interfacing. Mm-hmm. This is what I want. Well, and the compassion piece, right? Because I think to your point, one of the things we don't do is see the other people as humans also, you know? And so specifically the male sexual gaze. Yeah. And we, I mean, I come from education, right? So I've worked K-12. We don't really talk about boys as being, we do talk about boys as just kind of being reactive and not having actually deeper emotions. The boys really want to fuck you and that's okay. (laughs) You don't have to fuck them if you don't want, but you don't need to shame them. (laughs) No, (laughs) we teach, well, we teach kids from the time they're little that boys are kind of bad and they need to be reined in. Like, because let's, let's be real. Education is full of moms. It's like the teacher is, even if she's not a mom, she's your mom in this environment. And so it's kind of like we get to like create we get to create kind of what happens after that, right? So kids spend more time with us than they do with their parents. And we spend a lot of time acculturating little boys that they're problematic in so I, many know, ways. I, I, I defend myself, at least as a teacher, in saying that I actually don't do that. Like, when a boy fucking gets out of line, I fucking put him in line. I embarrass him to a certain extent in front of everybody, tell him that he's being a little shithead and that I don't appreciate it and I need him, need him to fucking fucking like own his shit like stop doing whatever the fuck you're doing and listen to me because i'm the teacher and you need to do what you're doing like what i'm asking you to do and like i I don't know i but i I think you need to spend some time in like schools because we really don't like as a general rule like and i've worked in many many schools and i've sat in and evaluated many many schools and by and far it's a, a lot of it is about managing the boys and the girls are like we're like, yeah, Tommy's being obnoxious. Tommy, 
like no one likes your outburst right now like which may or may not be true but we don't teach them that there's other outlets and we take it from them and then the way we treat and this isn't true let me just say that there are um there are qualifying factors that change how we treat certain kids for lots of different reasons but you know by and large if you're a boy from kindergarten on number if you looked at my behavior problematics and what we need to do that list is heavily skewed towards the boys and and a few other maybe colored just kids of color but isn't but, that interesting then because if you think about that yeah. relationship right like in the sense that boys are like this thing and girls are kind of just like whatever and then we're not really paying attention to you then transition that into them adults that's the same fucking thing we're dealing with but part of the reason they i think that that changed was because it wasn't a reaction to we need to help girls succeed because they're not doing well, you know, after the 60s and trying to get girls ahead in, in math and science. And, and girls right now are doing fan freaking tabulous. But the boys are not because we've almost went, we went way too far on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so now the girls are doing great, but now we have a, what we've done with the boys. We've made them really insecure mm-hmm. of their feelings, their behavior. They're not allowed to emote. They're not allowed to move. Girls are always like, Tommy touched me. If I have to hear one more thing about how a, a preschooler assaulted sexually another, I'm like, is that a thing? Or is it like two kids just, be, you know, do, you know, being kids? But we don't. We're putting like weird adult judgments on like children and then kind of acculturating them to like boys bad, boys problematic, must protect girls, which in some senses, whatever. I, I'm not even, I don't, I don't claim to say that there's not a foundation for why that happens. But it's not to say it's a good thing because now we have a situation in which we have a whole bunch, half of the population of men in, in certain situations that have no idea how to fucking behave because every time, everything we've told them from the time they've entered into our system is that you're bad and we need to fix you. Mm-hmm. And now we've got girls that are acculturated to think all the boys are bad. They're toxic men. If they show any amount of aggression outside of maybe a sport, very specifically, you're a problem, mm-hmm. you know, and, you're trying to hurt me. You're going to hurt me. If I let you do whatever it is you want to do, it's going to hurt me like inherently. And I don't know. I don't think that's a good thing. And we need to think about that more clearly. I mean, the educate, yeah. I mean, don't even get me started. My, my mom's a teacher. My dad's a teacher. My brother's a principal. My other brother is a teacher. Like I, my, my family's full of teachers. Like the education system is fucked. Yeah. Like if we could take out all your moles and your testosterone, that'd be great. I'm just kidding. that is is symbolically (laughs) metaphorically part of the vibe is it's like let's get rid of testosterone because that shit's not good and and but then i wonder back to the what do we train our girls if it if it wouldn't because it's sort of like victoria's saying help the women own and be okay with their sexual desire and if that was being taught then maybe the male sexual desire wouldn't be so threatening anymore it's kind of like, yeah, humans want to fuck. Men want to fuck. Well, women want to fuck. It's fine. Well, we also have testosterone. We just don't have it at this, obviously, like at the same level, obviously at the same levels as you do. It's just right. like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy to think that, um, yeah, I, I guess I agree. <laughs> yeah. We should be like, yeah, we should, we should teach like high school girls. Like 
it's okay to want to have sex. Like, totally. Yeah, well, like, and it's okay that they want to have sex. Yeah. Like, yes. I mean, yeah. it's... Humans it, want to have sex. Humans want to have sex. fucking great. Fun. You know, it's actually really great. It's yeah. actually quite pleasurable. Totally. It's quite fun, in right. fact, if you do it right. <laughs> <laughs> that teaching definitely never happens no. right there. No one ever says that. Which is absurd. Which is absurd considering, like, it's the one thing that what occupies our mind occupies our days occupies our lives i mean like as a kid as a young kid when you're starting puberty right like that's all of a sudden that's all you're thinking about and especially boys right like i can only imagine the boys that like started looking at pornography looking at you know doing masturbating right like all these things like it's just if if sex was just okay like mm-hmm. i just it yeah but if you're a girl and you if any if anybody gets wind of, I mean, if people knew what I was doing in basement and junior high, like my, they would have sent me right back to somewhere. Like something's wrong with you, child. <laughs> you were thinking about sex way too much. What are you doing? Right, but that's the cultural, yeah. sh- that's slut shaming. That's yeah. slut shaming. It's like women shouldn't have an active sexual appetite. No, 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 that's bad. Oh, no, I get that. But I, I was only saying that in reference to like, I'm sure it's much more intense for boys, but I don't, I think we really underestimate how intense it is for girls because we sit there just tortured. Tortured. Well, and women, the stereotype is that girls slash women get into this like obsessive thinking more in the romantic realm. I think it's like we, the romance is strong and not that that's not sexual, yeah. but the romance is like the primary thing. And, and the, the, the stereotype is that women like get deep into the romantic passion yeah, but that's because it's the vehicle for the sex part. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I thought about it, for me, that, of course I want that because that's what I've been taught is how do you get into the sexual realm? No, but th- this thing starts in second grade girls when there's no sexual Fantasy. impulse. Oh, all. you mean oh, like princesses and friends? friends. Oh. Like being swept off crush. the sheets. And always so oh, cute yes. and thinking about them and writing notes oh, to them and drawing notes. pictures oh, of them. Yeah, that's totally true. But, but, that's, but that's the emotion, right? Yeah. Like that's where totally. girls like have not been taught to like separate the two things in the sense like we as young girls have completely like okay we in order to have like this positive sexual experience we need the man to be in love with us we need the man to be like we are their their queen their goddess their whatever right like i still like that which is which is an emotional attachment to it totally like it just and actually i think men totally love that too right but then the other piece that i think is important is like but you could have like you could have all of that on wednesday night and that's beautiful and just because like thursday morning either or both of you decide "Eh, that doesn't mean wednesday night wasn't fucking awesome right but i i I think also i think another barrier that happens is communication right the the ability to communicate between the sexes in order the ability to communicate the woman the woman having the ability to communicate expectations desires and the man being able to communicate his expectations and his desires without either of them really taking it personally right i mean like cuz think about it if you like have an amazing wednesday night and then you wake up the next morning but neither one of you are really into it like what's how does that communication happen without their hurt feelings I don't know how you because I could say I, I don't even have a way out of that one because there's so much tied to it, you know, and 
you know, because there is, and I don't know that there isn't even inherently, that isn't inherent in this situation because if the goal is always biologically to be desired enough to procreate or whatever, if that person decides, maybe not you, you know, I don't know how that's not going to, I mean, you're going to, it's just going to have to learn how to deal with it. Right. Cause I don't think that you can ever really get out of it without feeling a little twinge of, well, well but that's maybe that's, is, that is that right there is essentially what we need to be teaching children. The ability to handle rejection. Yeah. Like, a child like you need to teach a child how to respond instead of react to not getting what they think it is that they want Mm -hmm. right because the moment like you're saying like once once that happens it's like everyone has a twinge no you don't have to i mean i wouldn't have a twinge if i just decided i just wanted to have sex with you like if i had already decided at some point that there was something else then i'd be like the the whole plan was just for me to like fuck you then i'd be like let me get you out the door quick (laughs) and i'm not gonna feel anything about that i'm just gonna let go right right that's the the ideal but at the end of the day like that's the question it's like always getting in that moment like can we really can we really not I think have- if we did the thing that we talked about up front, which is to be clear about what you're doing, right? If you're clear that we're just fucking and you will be leaving and I probably won't remember your name and or have your phone number or put it in my phone. Like, you just got to like live with that. I mean, you took the deal up front. <laughs> but, late, but, if, if, but the problem, I think, just becomes when expectations change. And I think for women in particular, if a guy is you know, starts off with the deal is, okay, now we're going to go out a couple of dates and we're going to like, you know, have sex with each other and we'll see where it goes. And then, yeah, you, you have the potential for the woman to be like, well, that sucks. Now I feel rejected. But also the men might, if she makes the same decho- you know, decision. So who knows? And I'm not saying, cause you can never really mitigate for hurt feelings at some point mm-hmm. is, but you can try to like lower the possibility of it by being super clear up front. And that being okay, you know, and then everybody's like, okay, this was the deal. Don't change the deal on me tomorrow. Like (laughs) the deal was the same because I think that's what happens. People get into it and women are super notorious for this. Like they'll agree to one set of circumstances and then quickly try to change it on you. Like, (laughs) and, and you're the asshole because you were like, wait, I thought we had an agreement. What the fuck? I mean, how many girls do you know that make do do this? Uh, uh, so I'm many. guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all done it. You're like, because then you're like, well, I thought I wouldn't like him. Now I kind of like him. But <laughs> man, that was a better fuck than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Wasn't drunk enough. Damn it. Should have made that one. <laughs> uh, then you just got to eat it at that point. I think you just got to suck that one up. And then, you know, either you walk away and you cut your losses or you make a determination that you're just going to, like, see what happens. But you can't you can't push it now and you can't like you can't just go. Well, so the deal is I changed my mind on this and now we're going to do this thing because that's not fair. I mean, you just got to I think you got to eat the original decision. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'd be nice if the person would do that as opposed to spinning a whole different story involving the guy being a fucking superficial asshole right 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 i wonder what what do you think at you know i'm going to go back to the original kind of going out and having compassion for guys Mm -hmm. thing 
Like, at what point do you think women in that interaction think the guys are like being toxic or fuck, you know, fucked up kind of humans? Like, I I think a guy becomes toxic or fucked up when he's not accepting what it is that I'm the boundary that I'm giving him. Like, if he comes up to me, he thinks I'm hot or whatever. I'm like, okay, thank you. That's awesome. But I give off the vibe like, eh, it's not going to happen. Right. At like, that point, he on. needs to read that signal and respect it. Right. And move on. And what percentage of guys do you think will do that? I've actually had a pretty high percentage. I mean, like, I, I would say 75% of guys that I've interacted read with. Read the signal and respect it. Mm-hmm. How about you, Rihanna? I think it's pretty high. Pretty high. Yeah. Somewhere 75-ish percent. Yeah. yeah. And then my guess is part of the reason you guys have high percent, I bet, is because you're pretty good at giving clear signals. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, goes back to this point that we right. keep coming to, is the woman has confidence enough to assert her needs or desires. Right. I think sometimes I'm a little too friendly because I don't really want to hurt their feelings, so I tend to, like, drag. And then it's instead of no once, I got to say it, like, four times. Uh-huh. that's always a little bit annoying but i realize that part of that's my problem and they're like catching my like lack of desire to be like brutal and it's it's also part of that that you like the attention and you don't want to end that. no i definitely want to end the attention but i'm not just don't want to hurt feelings yeah i don't want to be a jerk so i'll be like oh thanks you know um yeah i'm just doing this you know and they'll be like keep talking and i'm like okay so now i'm gonna be like i have a boyfriend or like i'm just not interested you know but I my I skew towards a little too nice because I don't like being rude to people, which is sometimes in my and it's not because I'm being rude. I just think it is. And so I have a hard time coming up with like the right. Yeah, I mean, word. I would say I mean, like I, I, I would say definitely now in my life, I'm better at being more assertive in my vibe and saying like, no, just no. And it's very like I don't have to say it. It's just. It's just there. They kind of understand it. But I think in my younger years, I definitely had a harder time um, being assertive. I was too nice or too willing or, you know, I mean, too, um, too people pleasing. Right. Like in the sense like, oh, okay, like, I, you know, I guess sort of thing. But I also think part of that. Come, like I think a part of it is us knowing what we want, but I also think a part of it is us owning our own sexuality. I've always owned my own sexuality. I've known that I've, I've, I'm a sexual person and I'm not ashamed of being a sexual person. I'm not ashamed of having sex. I'm not ashamed of having one night stands. I'm not ashamed of flirting or doing whatever. Um, I would assume that Rhiannon is probably the same way, which is I think why we probably have a higher level because I think that innately that comes out as compassion towards men in the sense is like, hey, I'm a sexual being, you're a sexual being, we're having this interaction, but it is what it is sort of thing, yeah. you know? Um, I think that the women that don't know what they want and then also repress their own sexuality are the ones that get into the most kinds of trouble. Yeah. Because it's like men sense that, right? Yeah, they totally. sense they, they sense this lack of sternness in a woman of like, what she wants sexually therefore they're gonna i mean depending what kind of man he is right i mean not all men are gonna be some sexual predator so to speak um but you know most of them are not i would argue right right but 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 some i a lot of them 
especially in those kinds of scenarios, are opportunist. Mm-hmm. Because they're giving up their time, they're giving up their money, they're giving up their energy, they're giving up their attention. And they've been rejected and frustrated a bazillion their times. Toll has like-, like boom, 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 added up. And so if they sense a woman who's vulnerable, yeah. who's more susceptible to being swayed by nice words yeah. and this and they're that, gonna they're gonna as hard as they fucking can. They're gonna they're gonna vulture in. For sure. And especially a woman who's not going to own her own sexuality. Why? Because a woman not owning her own sexuality, some man coming in with his sexuality, with his attraction towards her is going to feel so like, oh, my God, I'm so pretty. I'm like, yeah, like, oh, I'm like number one in the world right now. I can't believe it. Like my I'm tingling. He's making me tingle. And then, and then they <laughs> open. Now you need to know the rest of the story. <laughs> and, then, and then she gets drunk, and they go home. And then the next morning, she's like, "Oh my god, what did I do? I can't believe I slept with him. Why did I sleep with oh, him? He's wearing a slut. I'm such a slut. Well, maybe if he marries me, then I'll oh be my god, a maybe, maybe, if he, maybe, maybe, maybe I can correct this wrong by like going out with him. Maybe he's a good guy. Or they just do something else, but I don't want to go down that road, wow. you know, because oh. then they'll, it'll go negative. They'll be like, he did this. He coerced oh, me. Yeah, I had a drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, then that I can't, you be- that. I can't believe he took advantage of me. He he totally got me drunk yes, and he like, made me, made me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, those women I could slap upside <laughs> the fucking head. <laughs> I know. But even me bringing it up in my, ooh, ooh <laughs> dodgy chopper, dodgy but, chopper. But to have compassion for them, again, I think it comes from a culture and being brought up in a culture that has kind of a slut shaming or a it's not okay to be a sexual being message to women right for sure the, the underlying premise that we're talking about we just said state what it is once just so i'm sure i'm on the same what is the it has something to do with compassion for male sexual advances is that yeah, I guess. I mean, it's more, I think it's, uh, yeah, I would say that. I would say it's having compassion towards men in the sense that they, their initial advance or their initial reaction towards a woman is going to be in a sexual nature. And you're saying that the, that's the case, and if that was accepted versus thought of as as simply a, a result of of what's going on in culture that it could be related to in a way that it'd be more healthy, more productive. Yeah. Well, I think if women own their part in it too, because I don't think that the the conversation like culturally doesn't take it take it's a one sided conversation for the most part. It's like relationships are fucked up and sex is fucked up, but it's men's fault. You know, because they're problematic. They're predators. We have no part in this. We're like, great. (laughs) You know, and I think what your kind of original point was, well, let's take stock of this situation. And what part of this do we actually. So what's the suggested behavior change that that you'd say for for women? Well, I think the compassion part, you know, understanding that 
men have feelings too and that there are certain things that we do that affect men's experience of sex and the relationships that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I also think compassion towards the initial reaction, right? Like, or the initial sexualization of us. I think it's just accepting it, having compassion for it instead of finding it repulsive, instead of finding it some sort of negative thing, because then it's, then it becomes like, uh, you know, um, you know, reaction for every action reaction. It's like, if you do this, which is on somewhat level very involuntary very subconscious very very natural so to speak right like you're doing this if i reject it right away then it's going then it's going to cause a reaction in you whether that be positive or negative depending on your state of mind where you are what type of person you are all those variables right but if i just accept it for what it is i think and then have like, okay, have compa- like have compassion. Like, I think part of it is like, it's a way of being seen. Like you were talking about earlier, like you guys go to the bar, right? And we're there to soak up all your attention, right? We're there to like, have you guys talk to us and like, and, and, and do all these things or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, are we also doing that to you? Are we seeing you? Are we, you know, doing the doing the same thing to you you are giving us all this attention but are we giving attention back and whether the attention be like okay i see you you're seeing me as a you're seeing me sexually that's okay but whatever it is it is so just i want to just to be clear so i know that so i'm clear on something like the idea of humans being inherently sexual and situations being sexual sexualized because especially in a bar right is to say, I I recognize that this is that you're looking at me potentially as a sexual ob- person, object. I don't know whatever, whatever, however you want to say that. And then for me to be okay with that and just say, oh yeah, I know that's a thing, you know, and not get offended by, well, how dare you see me as like hot and want to have sex with me, <laughs> you know? Even I though mean, that's what we're out right, there to right, do. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we wouldn't like, we wouldn't expect that same thing out of a man. Like if that situation was completely reversed and I was like, you know, I see you as a sexual person and I'm looking at you in that way. No man's going to go, ugh, oh my God. Like, how dare you? Like, I no, 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 bring it on. But women don't, right? I, that was because you that was kind of what you were saying about like not being so because it is we're humans because I do think there's this tendency and maybe it's in our like Judeo-Christian tradition to like really suppress sex sexuality as not being part of human nature because our jobs are to uh to conquer that you know and to be better and to rise above and so that becomes a non-part of the calculus of human interactions at that point because we've evolved past that it's it's particularly put on women right 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 yeah 100 percent. and you you guys should be like the pure and you guys hold the jewels of purity and you need to guard them from all these freaking hyenas that are men (laughs) yeah and so and we're coming we're coming to storm your fucking jewels you better not let us in right but but to your point lynn if we just acknowledge that that's just part of what it is to be human you know and it doesn't mean you have sex with everyone you see either or that you're always going to allow like 
you know, a certain kind of advance, but at least to understand that that is always part of the freaking calculus. Well, I mean, if you were to put it in that metaphor, right, we have jewels, right? We have jewels. We have them in these cases. Like when you go to England and you go do the tour of like the royal jewels or whatever, right? Like everyone wants to see them. Like why is like, oh, that's, you know, that's, that's like, it's, it doesn't question anyone. Nobody questions that why everybody wants to go see the jewels. But it's like, yet you put that same metaphor to us and that we have the jewels. Like, why do they need to be tucked away in the trunk underneath the ground 10 feet under? Really where they are is in the strip club and you can pay to see the jewels. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is where we have hidden them. And you can go see the jewels. You just have to pay a lot of money and keep it back there. You got to make it rain. (laughs) Because that's what I was thinking of the whole time. I'm like, wait, we do this. We have a place where you can see the jewels. It's a strip club. Because that's where it's okay. I mean, to some extent. I mean, in those walls. Right. Yes. Right. The strip club is a little sanctuary where the rules are totally different than the rest of the oppressed, the uh, uptight, repressed world we live in. And you go in there and it's like, oh, it's all good. It's like humans have sexuality. Big deal. Let's have fun with it. We don't need to hide from it. Yeah, everyone knows you're looking at each other. Everyone knows that there's... Which is, which is also interesting because we've talked some about it where it's like, yes, right? Like, so you go in there and sex, sex is just sex and you, like, men are free to be men and be like, yeah, like, ass, titties, whatever sort of thing, right? But at the end of the day, like, most of those men really go in there. That's, like, the initial thing that they go in there for. And then what do, what is it that they really want? At the end of the day, what they're really longing for is connection. What they're really longing for is some sort of intimacy, whether it actually be physical or not. Right. I mean, so it's just like it's interesting. It's interesting that ultimately you get past that like animalistic like desire. And then all of a sudden it's like they you men drop into what it is that we constantly are looking for. Yeah. You're not giving you're also though like giving the ladies who are like let me just like pull them in with sex. (laughs) You're giving them like you're you're we're back to that though. You know Mm -hmm. at some point because that's what women are trying to do, right? And If, if I at mean, the end of the yeah, day, but that's for money, it. man. That's a fucking job. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is... <laughs> that's a fucking job. <laughs> My point is on the men, though, right? Because uh-huh. they're still going in to find the jewels, but when the jewels become, like, less hard to get, or, you know, it's kind of there, mm-hmm. then, then, then they do this other thing, which is maybe a more relational or emotional right. desire, right. which is just an interesting... Right, right, right. It's right. just... It's like flirting and play and intimacy, and it, it's just like what hu- it's like when humans are feel so good when they're doing that flirting, well, I mean, play, erotic, cuddling thing. Wouldn't it be that you guys feel seen? Totally, it's almost like oh, the men can go to the strip club to get the thing that you, the women can just go to the at club the bar. To get. Exactly, yeah. that's my point. It's like you guys, like women, fail to see men yeah. sometimes, yeah. a lot of the time. And to do the flirt thing, oh, damn, you look hot. Like, women yeah. don't do that to men. But if you go on the strip club, the strippers will do it to you right away. <laughs> <laughs> damn, Bobby, you look like you got money. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, kind of true, though. <laughs> 
that's pretty in that situation that's like a lot of it right they're right, not right, looking right. for the guy with the ford focus that's like <laughs> he's gonna give me ten dollars it's gonna be so great we're rolling in it